Well, good morning, everybody. For those of you I do not know, my name is Mike. It's an honor to welcome you here to North Star for the second week in this One Another series. It's been a fun uh, beginning to the series. We'll get on that here in a second, but you've probably watched the news like I have. It's been a crazy time over these past few weeks uh, watching what's going on in Puerto Rico. If you've been watching uh, what's going on in Puerto Rico as well as... Um, the fires in Australia have just been crazy to witness the devastation of that. I got an email last night from our team from Haiti. Today is the 10th anniversary of the earthquakes in Haiti. And so they're still getting out and learning a new way of life. You guys be praying for those kids. We've got a school there. We've got a church there. And it's been a nutty few months. So just be praying for those folks that are on the ground there in Haiti. But if you watch the news here a few weeks ago, you saw um, an awful situation at a church in Dallas, Texas, and uh, shooting on a Sunday morning. And, and today, this week, and it just worked out this way, this was law enforcement. Uh, Thursday was to honor our law enforcement. And I wanted you to meet some of the officers who work on our team on Sunday morning. So I'm going to ask these guys to come on up, our Sunday morning law enforcement team. Would you welcome these guys to the stage this morning? You guys can have a seat. I appreciate that introduction for me every Sunday. I do. That means that means the world. It does. It does. I come up in silence. But anyways, you know what I love? What I love about these guys, Tim coordinates our team, and, and Tim's been with us for years and years and years. These guys don't just work parking on Sunday morning. That's where you see them in the lots, getting you in and waving you in off the road. But they're sitting in the services. They are walking the buildings because we want this to be a place that you can come worship on Sunday and not worry about stuff. And that's why they do what they do. But they're representative of a lot of people. If you are in law enforcement and you're in our room and you may be state patrol, FBI, ATF, uh, local police, but you're in law enforcement, would you stand in our room today? I know there are gonna be folks all over the room. Would you thank these guys for what they do? You guys are awesome. Today, today, we want to pray for them. And, you know, they put their life in harm's way. All the people, if you stood just saying, would you say standing right where you're at? Um, they put their life in harm's way and they walk in. They literally walk in when everybody else is walking out. And uh, they've got families. They've got They've got a life too, and they, they give their life to make, make our lives a little better. So would y'all join me in a word of prayer? Father, thank you so much for this amazing group of friends. And God, they aren't just folks that walk in on Sunday morning and then walk back out. They're people that we have had the blessing and honor of doing their weddings and, and being involved in their journeys and getting to watch their families come to church and grow and 
And God, I, I can't imagine walking in here on a Sunday without these folks. God, there's people in True North right now standing and this team standing here in Compass. They, man, they willingly give their lives to make our lives a little bit better. So God, today, we not only honor them, we thank you for them. And Father, today, I pray that when we see them out in public and we are around them, that God will roll down the wind and say, thank you. And God, today we honor them. We thank you for them. And I thank you that North Star on Sunday mornings, we get to be safe because these people help make it that way. And God, today we bless them and we pray over them. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you join me today and thank all these folks standing around the room and these guys, y'all are the best. Thank you, baby. You're the best. Thank y'all so much. Thank y'all. Thank you, guys. Tim, thank you. Well, it is so good, and I'm so thankful for them. I do, I do uh, feel safer because of them. So I want you to do me, do me a favor. Take your Bibles, turn to the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. If, you, if you're new to the Bible, it's in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and then you should run right into Acts. If you don't run into that, you may need to check your Bible. All right, and so it's, it's right there, right out of the Gospels, you run into Acts. Let me tell you about what was going on in the book of Acts. Acts was the early church, so it's the, the movements and the beginnings of this early church. It's, it's that groundswell. Jesus has died. He uh, was murdered, crucified on the cross. We know that that was on a Friday. On a Sunday, he was resurrected, and then he spent 40 days here on earth. I mean, you can imagine 40 days, you run into a guy, you saw him die, and now you run into him. You can imagine the groundswell that was happening of people going, oh my gosh, I saw him die. I heard him say he was going to rise again, and I saw him, and I heard him. So there was this groundswell. Well, these disciples, the 11 that were left, they began to be emboldened, as, as you would. All of a sudden, this isn't something I hide from. It's something I stand for. And they begin to really puff their chest out and, and do their thing. And then at the end of 40 days, Jesus said, oh, by the way, I'm going back to my father and I'm leaving it with you. And he leaves it with them. And then we have this beginning of the early church. Simon Peter stands up and he speaks. And we know that 3,000 were saved and baptized that day and, and thus began what we know in our beginnings as the early church. So this early church was totally different. It wasn't a synagogue. It wasn't a temple. It wasn't a, a place like they were all used to back during that time. All of a sudden, they were reading the Old Testament. What we know as the Old Testament, the Torah at the time, they were reading that together and they were learning. They were looking back at the teachings of Jesus going, all right, we've got to implement this now. And, and thus began the early church. And in Acts 2, it gets down into some of the, the working. So would y'all stand with me today in honor of the reading of God's word together? As Acts is being written by Luke, and he's pinning down these words. He says this in Acts 2.42. All the believers, what's the next word? Okay, help me out again. All the believers, what? Devoted. Devoted. Meaning, when you devote yourself, you give your life to something, right? All the believers devoted themselves. They turned their mind's attention. They turned their heart's affection 
towards the learning of God's word together because they knew it was survival now. See, it wasn't like you were voting for the 2020 church of the year, right? You were the underground church. You were the enemy. The, the Jews hated them. They, hurt, they hated this early group of Christ followers, and they were learning all that they could. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching because they were the ones that had walked with Jesus. They had seen what Jesus did. They, they knew the miracle. They were writing these things down into the fellowship, to the sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, into prayer. All the believers, I mean, they were, they were all in. And thus began this early church. And they set a model that we, you and I, we need to know today. So would y'all pray with me? Father, today, we just, man, we say we need you. Teach us, show us why doing it the way they did it was needed then and it's needed now. So, Father, we give this time to you. We ask that we don't walk out like we walked in. And, Father, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn around, find two or three people around you, say hello to them this morning, and you can grab a seat. <clears throat> 52 times, 52 times in the New Testament, the phrase each other is mentioned. It's interesting. So if you were to, to parse this this New Testament that we have from Matthew to Revelation, 52 different times the phrase one another or each other, it's mentioned because it was important. Last week we talked about having compassion for one another. Pity is when I feel bad for you. Compassion is when I feel bad for you and I'm willing to do something about it, right? Compassion always has action tied to it. You can't separate, you can't have compassion without action. But that's what you do. You weren't meant to do life alone. And we learned last week, the Samaritan, he stopped and how God called us to be people that stop and we involve ourselves in other people's lives. But not only did they do that, God created this model there in this early church where they needed each other. Now, we live in the most connected world that's ever existed, right? I mean, we have, we have connections via phone, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and, and students have all kinds of other ways to be connected, but there's all types of ways people are connected now, right? Uh, how many of you are from the era you still, let me ask it this way. How many of you, there are people that you call on a daily basis but you have no idea what their phone number is because all you do is look up their number and you punch send. How many of y'all would say that's true for you? Raise your hand. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've heard of people not having their phones and they're saying you need to call somebody for me and they don't know the number, right? They don't know the number call home. How many of you are from the era when we grew up, when I grew up, I, I knew everybody's phone number by memory because it took work to call it. Raise your hand if that's you, all right? I still remember my best friend's phone number. I still remember girls' numbers that I would call and hang up when they would answer, all right? And so I still, <laughs> sorry, it's true, all right? And so I remember, I remember all those numbers. But interestingly, we live, we live in a connected society, but we're very disconnected people. Psychology Today did a survey in 2019 
47% of people said that they experience terms and seasons of loneliness. How does that happen? I mean, we can be connected at a touch. I remember, and your parents may be in True North now, Big Paul, I'm very sorry. So Ann's parents, her dad got on Facebook a couple years ago because he wanted to see what people were doing and people kept adding. He's like, I don't want to be friends with all these people, all right? And so that was great. And we're like, that's the whole point of Facebook. But it's amazing how you, you're, you're connected, but you're not connected. See, God set up a system within the church for us to never have to experience all the things we just talked about. It. Pen, pencil, something to write with this morning. I want you to write down a couple thoughts. Number one, you and I, we all need a place to belong. We all need a place to belong. We all need somewhere. I want you to write this little phrase down. We all need somewhere we are somebody, right? We all need somewhere we are somebody. We all need a place to belong. You know, when we're growing up, we understand that need as, as students and college students, but it doesn't change when we become adults. It really is, it's, it's the same thing. We all need somewhere outside what we do for a living, whatever tag is on our business card, whatever that may say, we need somewhere that I am somebody. We need that. Look at the way it said it in Scripture. All the believers. See, when, when this new church began, what would have been really easy is to go, all right, guys, here's what we're going to do. Simon Peter, you go that way, and James, you go that way, and, and Thomas, you go that way, and, and let's divide up. Well, they ended up doing that, but they did it with people. Right? The early church got scattered, but they did it with people because we all need a place to belong. We all need this place where we find acceptance for who we are. See, a lot of us, we didn't grow up in Ackworth and Kennesaw. This is a new area for us. We, we moved here from another part of the United States, and our family moved here, and so we've got our little nuclear family that's there together. But the reality is we all still, even though I have this family to depend on, I need another community to come around me. We need each other because we don't know what we're going to walk through. And that's why we've set up this little system. And we'll talk about it a little bit this morning at North Star called groups. We have these, not because we think they're a good idea. Everybody look at me. We have them because we think they're a necessity. So just, and I'll tell you this for me personally, I lead seven groups. Now, why do I do that? Because I believe in groups. I believe they are critical to you growing in your walk with the Lord. We need each other. Look at what Romans 15, 7 said. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ has accepted you so that God will be given all the glory. I want you to write a little thought down under number one. Ready? No perfection needed, right? No perfection needed. I think one of our biggest struggles when we think about walking into something like that is everybody in there has got it together. Now, what you'll find out is not only do they not have it together, they're like you. 
and they're struggling with kids and they're struggling with their job and they're struggling with, with family issues that may be going on, extended family issues, aging parents. It could be a million different things. Perfection isn't part of a group. You know what's part of a group? People, being people. Most important thing. We need a place that I can belong, but look at number two. I also need a place where I can grow. I also need a place where I can go. We teach one another. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. I need a place, I need an environment I can go grow. All right, now, I don't want to ever discount the purpose of Sunday mornings. Sunday mornings are awesome, right? But Sunday mornings will not grow you spiritually. I'm sorry, it's just not going to happen. I'll help you, but it's not going to grow you. It's going to add to your growth, but where does growth happen? Growth happens when I get better because of the people around me. I'll tell you this, some of the most impactful things in my life spiritually, I haven't learned from a book. I've learned from the lives of men and women in groups that I lead when they share something. And I go, man, that's exactly what I needed. I grow from their experience. See, groups are put here for us to grow each other. Look at what Colossians said. Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Well, Mike, I don't know the whole Bible. Trust me, nobody in your group knows the whole Bible. Nobody's figured it all out. Nobody's gotten it all down. Nobody understands everything that there is. Part of it. We need each other. And we also need to grow. We need a place where we can grow. I don't want, my goal for you walking in North Star is not you begin here and then 20 years later you're here. 20 years later spiritually, I want you to be out here. But I understand Sunday mornings, I've got 30 minutes on Sunday mornings. That's it. I couldn't, if I had an hour, it wouldn't matter. If I had an hour on Sunday mornings, you'd still get 30 minutes because that's all I got to talk about. And so, you know, I, I can only give you so much. But we need a place to grow. But point number three, I need a place to be cared for. Care for one another. And to fellowship to the sharing of meals. Here's what I'll tell you. Sunday mornings, you may get to know somebody on your row but you will not get to know anybody. There's not. How do you get to know people? Groups. How many of you in the year 2019 walked through a major adversity in your life? It could have been job. It could have been family. It could have been marriage. It could have been kids. could have been health. could have been a million things. But you would say, I would qualify it in the major adversity category. If that's you, raise your hand. Now, here's the hard part. Nobody in this room has time on Sunday mornings to ask you, how you doing? You know, at the greeting time, hey, turn around, tell somebody around you how you're doing. And somebody turns around and says, let me tell you about 2019. That ain't the time, all right? And so we got we to move on in the service. How long you got? And so, but where does that happen? It happens in groups. That's why sometimes in a church like this, you'll hear, well, there was nobody there to care for me. Well, this environment was never set up to be that way. This environment was set up to encourage you in your walk spiritually, to pour gas on the fire. Care happens within groups. You don't know what the calendar of 2020 holds. 
I did my second funeral of 2020 yesterday. Now, both those families, when they walked into 2020, they didn't see that coming, right? We need a place that will care for us. That's why we, we, I want you to write down a little phrase, and we use it here a thousand times, circles, not rows, circles, not rows. We grow in circles. We don't grow in rows. And I lead groups from an executive's Bible study that many of our guys are in here to a couples group you'll hear about here in a second to uh, some spiritual leadership groups that I meet with and a police chief's uh, group, Chief Dennard's in over here. I, I, I host all these groups. Why? Because we all need circles where we know each other. And I'm telling you, the conversations that happen in those rooms won't happen on a Sunday morning. There's a depth that you go to. Now, the easiest thing to do is go, well, Mike, <laughs> you don't know how crazy my schedule is. Okay, let's just be honest. Do you all know this? Women, women buy 80% of Christian books that are written. Did you all know that? 80%. You know who they buy them for? The men who don't read them. All right? And so that's who they, they buy them for. They buy, they buy all the books and say, you ought to read this. And they're like, I think I'll do that next year. All right? And so re-gift it to me next year. And so that's what happens. And so I know ladies are more likely to be connected in a group than guys by, by just numbers, just sheer numbers. Because guys, we go, man, I just, it feels weird, and I got a lot on my plate, and I got a lot going on. I'm in an industry, well, it's real hard. Well, I invited two friends today, and, they, and I, they're in my group, and they've been in my group for years, but they're way past guys in my group. They're friends. So uh, I'm going to let them address a, a few of these things. So would you all welcome to our stage today Coach Matt Dickman from Harrison High School and Coach Gary Varner from Alatoona High School. Would you all welcome them up today? Yep. What's up, Coach? How's it going? Good to see you, fella. Well, good morning. Good to see you, fellas. Thanks for... Get, they, were, they were very nice to do this. This is not something that they, this will probably, I'm going to pay for this later. All right. And so basically, this is where that's going to go. So uh, both of these guys aren't just high school football head coaches. They're incredibly successful high school head football coaches. Coach Dickman won the 2020 6A state championship. Coach Varner's team won the 2015 5A state championship. So would y'all give these guys a hand this morning and congratulate them. And Coach Varner, I have to address this. I noticed you have on green this morning, and Alatuna's colors are red and black. Would you like to share why you wore green? No. No. <laughs> I don't know if there's a bet there or what, but um, why, why do you need a group, Coach Dickman? When you think about it, why is that well, needed for you? The biggest thing for myself and my family. When we moved here seven years ago last week, you reached out to us. Before I got the job, you sent an email or got, just got the job like a day later. So we decided to try this church and we've been coming ever since. But when we got in the group, what really helped us is, you know, our group is high school teachers, coaches, and uh, it's really helped me get to know people in the area. And I would not know Gary today the way I know Gary if it wouldn't have been for that group. And when I first got here, I had to call some people and, and ask them questions. And, you know, Gary probably got a lot of phone calls and probably says, oh, Jesus, Stickman calling me again. But uh, 
you know, he really helped me out in that respect, and we've just gotten to be really good friends. And there's other guys in our group, too, that you can bounce stuff off of, or they, they kind of know the same thing you're going through. So it's really helped me just get comfortable in the area um, and to get to know the people in the area. What would you say, Coach Varner? I would, I would say for me, it, it's accountability. It's um, knowing that you know, you're going to a group, you're talking about a certain thing, whether it's a book study, whether it's, it's the thought of the day that, that's brought up by the, the group leader, and there's an accountability to kind of think about it and act on, on, on what's going on throughout that day. What values it added for your journey? So when you look back, gosh, well, you've been in there since the group started, ever how many years ago we started. Coach Bickman, I think you've been in seven years now since you got in town. Um, what value has it added to your growth? Both of y'all come on Sunday mornings. So, I mean, it's not like you don't come to church, but what value has it added to you spiritually? What would you say? Well, well, for me, I think about it like when I'm, I'm at church on Sunday, you know, when, when you leave you kind of think about the message a little bit on the way out. You kind of may think about the message for me personally um, later that day, but in a group, when there's interaction about whatever that message is, it, it's, there's a lot more teaching, there's a lot more learning, and then, so it just takes that to the next level. Instead of, now you're interacting, now you're talking to the other person about, about it, instead of just listening and bringing it in and then going home. Mm. What would you say, Coach? It definitely helps you develop relationships and friendships. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to do that, like you said, in the church. I think you hit it on the head when you said, you know, you can't, you're not going to turn around and start talking. But when you deal with everybody, they can go through the same things you're going through. But it definitely makes your, your faith stronger just because you're sitting there with all these other guys talking about it. But for me, it's definitely made uh, my faith stronger. And like you said, you can develop more friendships and relationships um, with people that are in your church. Mm. What would you tell somebody that goes, ah, man, I don't know. I don't know if I, I, I got too much on my plate. I got too many things going on. I got, I've got a, a big season ahead or I'm in season. What would, you, what would y'all tell somebody that would think that? Well, I think you definitely need to give it a try. I mean, we talked about this earlier. I mean, you can give it a shot, and if you don't like it, you can always move to another group. <laughs> but, you know, for me, it's been, it's been great, and I'm glad that I did it. I always really wanted to be a part of a group, but I always said I was too busy. You know, it's football season, it's this or that. But, you'll, you know, I enjoy going to the group. I really, if we're going to miss it, I really uh, miss not going and, and seeing those guys and talking with them. So, to me, it's really made my faith grow so much and uh, relationships and friendships that I really think you're missing out if you don't get involved in a group. What would you say, Coach? Uh, the, the, um, I really don't really want to go. I'm very busy. I got things going on type of stuff. That, our group meets on Fridays around 5, and so around 4 today, I'm going to be saying all those things. I'm too busy. <laughs> I got things going on. The NFL playoffs are today. Um, so it's one of those things where when you go, you never leave saying, I wish I didn't go. You always leave saying, I'm glad I went. So when my wife is hitting me and saying, you're going. So <laughs> I always leave thinking, that was great. Did you, you know, here's what I got out of it. Here's what we got to do the, the rest of this week. And um, you're just always happy that you went. So you have the time. You just got to commit it. Would you guys join me today and thank them not only for 
sharing this morning, but thank them because they're represented. I see Van Spence in the back at Paulding County High School is in our group. I'm thankful that there's men like this leading our kids that they take it this serious, and man, they get to rub off seven days a week, really, on high school athletes. Would y'all join me today and thank Coach Barner and Coach Dickman. You guys are the best. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. It was funny, you know, in the state championship game this year, we went back and listened to it, and over and over and over, you heard, you heard them talking about these guys are in a Bible study together, and these guys are in a Bible study together. It was unique. I mean, that's, that's a rare thing. And what I love about it is, man, they're, they're one of, I mean, we have head coaches from almost every school in our community, in our small group, and it's just a reminder to me, we all need it. We all need it. There's not a job that you're in where you go, well, I'm, I don't have to have that. I'll tell you this. So I've been, in, I've been in full-time ministry now for 28 years. I need it and need it. One of the nights we look forward to the most is having all these couples. They'll be over there tonight. We can't wait because the camaraderie, we've got a new coach and his wife attending tonight for the first time. And we're so excited to get them connected because they're going to get to look around the room and go, if they can do it, I can do it. If they can make it, I can make it. And my life is better because of them. And the final thing, point number four, I need a place to be encouraged. I need a place that keeps me going. Let's just face it, ladies and gentlemen, life ain't easy. There's stuff that comes your way that is not easy. And we need some people that are in our corner that go, you can do this. You can make it. You can keep walking. Because here's the reality. I want everybody to look at me. God has an amazing plan for all your lives. That is reality. Here's also reality. There's an enemy that would love to keep you from that plan. So he has two goals for you, to distract you and discourage you. Discourage you in being a parent, trying to do the right thing. Discourage you that this is all worth it discourage you about all the hopes and dreams that you have and you need people in your corner that are going come on let's go you can do it yeah Sunday mornings we get some of that but nothing like you can get in an environment like this there's a story told in the old, the old testament of of Moses Moses is that great, famous leader. We've been studying him at our Lunch with a Leader leadership series. And Moses wasn't always the young guy. In fact, he was 80 when he finally went to deliver the children of Israel. When they were facing one of their battles, here's what they found. Get this. When Moses had both arms up, they conquered. When Moses' arms would droop and they would sag, they began to fall in defeat. And, and this is the way it's captured. I just want you to, to hear the story. Moses' arms soon became tired so he could no longer hold them up. So Aaron and Hur found a stone for him to sit on. And when they stood on each side of Moses, holding up his hands, so his hands held steady until sunset. As a result, Joshua overwhelmed the army in battle. 
There's times, ladies and gentlemen, as a dad and as a mom, you need somebody to hold your arms up. We were were talking last night about phone calls we've gotten from our children. Not really our children, Mary Michael. All right, while we're in small group with an emergency, right? I'm in an accident. I've gone, something's gone wrong. And man, that group's right there to pray with us. There was a season when I lost my mom and dad. They helped my arms up. I'm telling you, life is not simple. Life is not easy. Your arms will weary. We don't want that to happen to you. We want those people to come alongside you and get your arms up so you can fight the battle God's called you to fight. Would you pray with me? Father, today's not a, um, a message I look at and go, well, I, I want to get these points down and I hope everybody got it. God, it's one of those things I hope people get it because it'll change their life. God, I know all the excuses. I know all the reasons, the busyness and the, the craziness and all, all the stuff. I get it. I, I really do. But God, I also know the power that comes on the other end friendships that are created, the lives that are connected, the stories that are changed because someone told their story to someone who changed their future because they heard their story. Father, my prayer is we wouldn't just be a church that looks really great on the outside and we meet and we have lots of people here, but God, I pray for the day we have more people connected in groups than we have attend on Sunday mornings because when we do that, we will be strong in the trenches. And God will have thousands of people holding each other's arms up so they can be the best they can be. Father, thank you for our time together. Thank you for the power of groups. And God, thank you for the difference it can make. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.